Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, it's okay. You're addicted to Dynasty and I am too. Uh, My name is Justin Christopher and I'm a Dynasty Freak. I love the NFL. I watch every game every week. I love drafting, trading, scouting, and managing all of my teams 365 days a year. So do you. So let's talk some Dynasty. On today's show, we're actually just talking through the waiver wire. Uh, What are some of the possible picks that we can make up this week? Um, I'll start by saying a few things. Uh, First, thanks for uh, letting me skip a week last week. I was on my 17th wedding anniversary in Lake Tahoe, so we kind of didn't do the podcast or update the website during the week. So thanks for your patience in that regard. And uh, next thing to say is that I want to remind you when it comes to the waiver wire, um, I am in leagues of 10 and 12 teams with 27 to 30 players. So we're talking about a deep waiver wire, a true dynasty league where 300 to 324 players are rostered. And so that means the, the guys that we're kind of scavenging uh, for here at the bottom of the barrel aren't the best players. So if you're not in a deep league like that, this probably isn't the podcast for you. But for you two dynasty league players that have uh, rosters of, of 30 players or so, then this is the podcast for you. Uh, before I get into the ones for this week, I just want to kind of reflect now we're about a quarter of the, about a third of the way through our fantasy season and a quarter of the way through the NFL season and was really reflecting just kind of on the waiver wire overall this year so far. And I can really only point to two guys that I feel like, maybe three, that are really going to be difference makers that we've picked up on the waiver wire. It feels like this year has been just a really bad year for the, the wire. And uh, I look back at previous years, I was looking through all my rosters uh, this morning, just thinking which of the guys on my team did I actually pick up on the on the wire, you know, in the previous years that are actually starting and contributing my teams. And we've got guys like Tyreek Hill, of course. Um, amazing how he came out of nowhere. we got Robert Woods. Um, Alex Collins, uh, Matt Breida, and even Keelan Cole. Those were some of the guys that I looked at and thought these are some of the top prospects. Of course, Woods and Hill, uh, great. Uh, Collins, you know, doing well, maybe not like a long-term plan. Same for Breida, and Cole's more of a prospect. But on my teams, at least, those are five guys that I could point to that said, hey, these were guys I picked up on on the wire that are actually starting uh, for my teams in various roles. And this year, I just don't feel like there's been that many that have been available so far. So maybe some injuries will happen, uh, as we'll talk about here in a bit, and there will give someone the opportunity. But overall, I can really only point to two, maybe three guys. I, I, I point to Tyler Boyd. I feel like this year he's been the number one guy that you've been able to pick up off the wire in these deep leagues, deep, deep dynasty leagues. He's really going to contribute and be a longtime contributor to your fantasy teams, as well as Philip Lindsay. If you weren't wise enough to grab him before the season started, uh, he looks like he's going to be a long-term contributor. So thinking from a dynasty perspective, I look at those two guys as being the best pickups here at the quarter point of the NFL, or you might say the third uh, point of our fantasy seasons, at least our fantasy regular seasons. Um, Other guy I'd throw in there is uh, I did see Ito Smith picked up, and he really uh, looked good this week, showed this week, and so I've had him on my... um, had him as a pickup a few weeks ago, so if you were smart enough to grab him while Freeman was injured, uh, looks like he could be a long-term thing there, especially if Coleman moves out. Um, he'll get some playing time and be splitting with Freeman perhaps next year. 
And so really those three guys are the only ones I could look to and say, hey, these are these are some finds that are going to be uh, long-lasting dynasty prospects for your team. So it's been a pretty pretty bad year. So with that said, I'll go ahead and mention some of the guys that I'd recommend picking up this week, um, even though they're not going to be probably the guys that are going to stay on your team for a long time like some of those other uh, diamonds that we found in previous years. Hopefully some of these will come. So here's what we have. As far as quarterbacks this week, I would recommend two guys worth picking up. Uh, first would be Joe Flacco. Um, I picked him up last week in a league where I was starting. Uh, only had Russell Wilson, and then I had Rosen and Josh Allen behind him. So a couple rookies behind Ru- Russell Wilson, who's been struggling so much this year uh, with no weapons. And the fact is that Joe Flacco has been playing awesome. He's the number 12 quarterback, so he's, he's a starter right now. Um, I may have to start him this week because I don't trust Wilson anymore. Um, seems to be a great connection with all those new receivers, so he's really kind of revamped their whole team with adding Brown and Crabtree and Sneed. Um, he's throwing the long ball like he used to. John Brown's the recipient of most of those uh, long throws. And he's thrown the ball 40-plus times in each of the last three weeks. And so this passing game is going to be kind of a staple of their offense. And so uh, I looked at my leagues and saw that Flacco's still out there in a number of them. And so if he's out there, I would recommend picking him up. He's the number 12 quarterback in the league right now. Uh, second uh, pickup for quarterbacks I'd recommend would be C.J. Beathard. Um, I saw he was only picked up in one of my leagues last week. You would have thought that after the Garoppolo entry, everyone would have picked him up. But the only person I saw pick him up was a guy who actually had Garoppolo and, uh, of course, picked him up. Everyone else seemed to pass on him. But the fact was that he played really good in his, in his first start. You know, he started six games last year with them, so he's familiar with the system, been in it for two years already. Uh, this first game back, you know, throwing for 298 yards, two touchdowns, did have two interceptions um, but he knows the system, and I feel like uh, he's filled in well. Of course, you probably know that he and uh, George Kittle were college roommates, and so you could see for sure the connection with Kittle right away in their first game back, so at least Kittle's going to keep his value. I'm not sure about the rest of the receivers there, but Beathard would be uh, worth a pickup, I think, even if you don't have Garoppolo. Um, probably not a long-term solution, obviously, because Garoppolo will be starting there next year but could help you this year, particularly if you're in a two-quarterback league. Uh, Moving to uh, running backs, here's the only two guys I'd suggest for this week. One would be Wayne Gallman. Um, To tell you the truth, for both of these guys, I don't see them as long-term fixes, but but if the situation calls for it, you might pick these guys up. Uh, So Wayne Gallman from the Giants, um, he's already played better than Jonathan Stewart. Jonathan Stewart looks so bad and is so old, and now he's hurt again and on IR for at least eight weeks. This could be purely like a handcuff situation. So if you have Barkley, you might want to grab Gallman for sure. I think I would do that for sure. Um, If you don't have Barkley, I'm not sure I would do it. But if you have a player to drop, it might be worth considering picking Gallman up. I like to grab these uh, kind of backup running backs often just in case the starter gets hurt. And then you can offer them as trade bait uh, when when or if the starter gets hurt to the team um, or really any team in your league that then just needs a running back that's going to be a starter. So he hasn't looked great, but uh, he's out there in several of my leagues, and so I'd recommend him. And the second (laughs) annoying situation would be Mike Davis. Man, I hate the Seattle backfield. Uh, They draft Penny in the first round, and they don't use him. Uh, They give Carson 32 carries last week, and then he's kind of a surprise inactive for this week. And instead of giving the ball to Penny, they give the ball to Mike Davis 25 times compared to Penny's nine times. Um... I'm not going to try to pick him up, honestly, because I just get frustrated with the whole Seattle situation. 
Um, I've tried to play that game before and doesn't work very well. But if you have Seattle players or you're willing to take the risk, um, seems like Mike Davis might be a guy worth picking up. Uh, Pete Carroll said even this week that Mike Davis is going to continue to be part of the rotation um, even if Carson comes back. So there's going to be a rotation there. Um, He's open or available in all of my leagues that I'm a part of right now, so I know he's going to get grabbed up this week for sure, just someone taking a chance, but not by me. (laughs) As for receivers, uh, two to consider. Uh, first is uh, Rashad Higgins from Cleveland. Um, he's been on my list every week this year, but I've uh, not seen him picked up permanently. I've seen him picked up uh, in some of, several of my leagues, but then dropped. And so he's still available in all of them. It really seems like Mayfield has eyes for Landry and Callaway primarily. Um, so that's that's true. I think uh, Landry got 10 targets this last week. Callaway got nine. Um, and Higgins only got five. But uh, I was big on Higgins when he came out. I remember drafting him in several of my rookie drafts uh, a few years ago. And I'm still hopeful that maybe he can win this job and really become the number two, Uh, certainly not over Landry, but perhaps over Callaway. And if if that's the case, you know, he could be more of a long-term asset for for them, particularly with Mayfield in there at quarterback that's going to be throwing the ball a lot better than uh, Tyrod Taylor would. Second uh, prospect for wide receivers that you could pick up this week is Willie Sneed. Uh, same for him. I've seen him picked up in several leagues and dropped in several leagues, kind of a bottom of the bottom of the roster type of guy. I don't feel like he's a long-term plan, um, but if, if you're kind of needing someone to help you through the bye weeks, I think that he'd be great, particularly if you're in a PPR league. He's been averaging four and a half catches a game and like 50 yards per week, and I don't see that changing. Like that's, I think that's going to be pretty much... Every week he's going to have about five catches and 50 yards, kind of their middle uh, kind of slot receiver that just catches those short passes, was used pretty effectively on Sunday night, even particularly on third downs, a guy that Flacco was looking to. And so um, not a long-term plan for you, but if you need him for some bye weeks, I think that Willie Sneed will be worth picking up. Uh, I picked him up a few weeks ago and have dropped him from one of my leagues, but have also held him in several. So... As for tight ends, uh, three that I would recommend, and this is really where the injuries come to play. These guys have all risen to uh, waiver wire grab based on their um, injuries to players before them. Um, so they could be good for this year. One in particular I think could be a long-term plan. Uh, so first would be Nick Vanette from Seattle. Um, so we're back to Vanette in Seattle after Disley's injury. Um, I believed more in Vanette the whole time. I didn't really believe in Disley. Um, I could be wrong. It looked like I was going to be proven wrong, but now I have a chance to maybe kind of back into being right uh, with Disley being injured for the year. And now that Vanette is going to come in there, Wilson just doesn't have anyone to throw to. And so whoever the tight end is, and he seems to be the only one on the roster until maybe Dixon comes back, uh, he's going to get a lot of targets, I believe. And so um, I think Vanette is the, is the one of these tight ends that could be a long-term plan too. Like I believe that he could actually win the job this year and become their starting tight end. Uh, I know I'm in the minority on that, but that's what I believe could happen. So if Annette's out there and you're uh, low on tight end, uh, I would definitely grab him. Second would be Tyler Croft. Uh, again, poor Eifert, man. This guy gets hurt all the time. And so he's, again, a loss to a season-ending uh, injury. And so that means Croft's going to come back in. Uh, to be honest, he hasn't been getting targeted very much or used very much this year so far. And Cincinnati's been like spreading the ball around a lot, including uh, to their other tight end, uh, Uzama. So I just still believe that when it comes down to it now that Eifert's gone, that Croft's going to take the leading role at tight end. 
Uh, he did last year and finished the year number 11, which is amazing. So he was a starting tight end uh, for all of our dynasty teams and uh, still available out there because people were hoping in Eifert. So if you, I know in one league I have offered I'm de- Eifert, I'm definitely going to grab Croft uh, if I'm able. That's my uh, league where I, we have Fab, so I, I think I can make a good bid on him and grab him for sure. Um, but if you're finding tight end, you don't need him, but he is going to get a lot of play time, so I'd recommend Croft. And finally, uh, Rhett Ellison. And I know he was picked up in a lot of leagues last week because of the Ingram in- injury. Um, I feel like poor Eli Manning, his offensive line is so bad, so, so bad that he's always just checking down and throwing passes as quick as he can, which means that his tight end is going to be uh, getting a lot of work because he has to check down to him all the time. And so I would recommend uh, picking up uh, Red Ellison for the Giants um, if you were in a pinch at tight end. Again, uh, not the best waiver wire opportunities, not like those guys that I mentioned at the start of the podcast with uh, that really become long-term starters. I think of these that could become valuable dynasty assets for years to come, possibly uh, Nick Vanette, uh, possibly Rashad Higgins. Those would be the two guys that I'd put the most hope in. Uh, if you're in a two-quarterback league, of course, Flacco and Bethard would be good as well. Uh, Flacco's playing awesome. You, if you have a guy like I do with Russell Wilson struggling as your starting quarterback, it might be time just to go with Flacco, as gross as that sounds. So that's the waiver wire for this week. I uh, appreciate you guys giving a listen. Uh, feel free to make it a two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at the dynastyfreaks.com. Uh, until next time, go out there and get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin.